0: Hello and welcome to Saving People, Queering Things, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we talk about ghosts, road trips, and free will through every episode of the TV series Supernatural.
1: Today we're exploring the season three premiere, The Magnificent Seven, through the theme of family. I'm Noah, one of your co co-hosts and with me today are abigail and elena how hello. are y'all doing
0: hello, hello everyone did I'm y'all enjoy this episode i stoked.
1: i thought it was pretty great i I'm restarting off hard
0: honestly we're hitting the ground like running and i love it yeah season
2: three is gonna be
0: whew, oh it's a journey <laughs> this is such a weird episode tonally too it's like we're up and yeah. we're down and we're happy and we're sad and you know
1: so many different we emotions. run the whole
2: gamut of human emotion through mm-hmm. this episode.
1: <laughs> the actors really, really put in their their effort.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely got paid for this one. Not that they don't for the other ones, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they're, hitting, they're hitting their
0: they're hitting their stride now. We're hitting season three. Like we got a real solid cast now and they really shine. Not just Sam not just like Jensen and Jared, but like the whole cast really shines bob bobby
2: is who i was referring to in that yeah,
1: comment. I'm, I'm, I'm trying real hard to remember
2: bobby i i realize he is the first line of season three what nice. was it? he's uh he says hey sam because oh. he gets on the phone with him solid, <laughs> solid. yeah <laughs> starting off strong starting off strong
1: jim beaver
2: jim beaver we love jim beaver yeah, this is always a Jim Beaver stand cast. So we're going to
0: jump right in with our series recap. So here's what you missed on the road so
2: far. Elena, are you ready for us? Count me in. Three, two, one, go. So here's what you missed on the road so far. Uh, Sam and Dean are two brothers who went to go find their dad and then they found him. And it turns out that he was hunting a demon. And then he ended up killing that demon to save Dean and th- made a weird deal... With a crossroads demon. And then Sam turned out to have all these weird powers. And then he tried to figure out those powers. And then he died. And it was really stressful. And then Dean defeated the demon. And there was like a happy moment with John, even though John is terrible. And they have to move on with their lives. That's Sam was back to life. Oh yeah, Sam comes back to life again.
1: <laughs> Sam's still dead. Nope. Sam's still dead. Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh,
0: that was a uh, um that was a hard task recapping two full seasons. So, yeah. you.
2: I kind of blacked out there around the 15 second mark. <laughs> I don't really know what happened after that.
0: Stuff and things. Stuff and things is what always happens. Plot points. So, Noah, you're going to take us through this episode, uh, season three, episode one. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go.
1: Okay. So all the demons got out of hell, right? shit um so they the boys try to go find them all they're gonna find all the demons okay um they track down some pesky demons that turn out to be the seven deadly sins and mess them up a whole lot more than they thought they would um sam gets his ass handed to him and then saved by a mysterious person who's played by a famous person so like ooh, who saw that coming um but <laughs> bobby helps out a lot bobby um kicks ass trying to help him Dean gets cocky and Sam won't let him die.
0: Nice. You, you came
2: together. You got the like point of the episode. It is now time for this week's theme discussion. And today we are going to be looking at this episode through the theme of family, as it is a kickoff to a season. A Always kickoff a to topic.
1: our new family. Oh. Part of our, the podcast family.
2: Well, podcast Aww, just, family. <laughs> my heart just grew a couple sizes. That was nice.
1: awesome I thought this was a fun theme for this episode. Um, family's always great with the brothers and Bobby.
0: It's
2: so much the core of the show.
0: And this season, I feel like too, like last, like season two, we start off with an episode that is like the Winchesters. It's like Sam and Dina mm-hmm. John. Whereas mm-hmm. what I really like in this episode is that it's still family, but it's it's Bobby it's Bobby there. Like Bobby's there and Bobby's emotionally present in the episode. Hmm.
1: Which isn't something you never see from John.
0: Yeah.
2: True. We're kicking off season three great here with some John slander. Yeah, right off, right off we the had bat. To know. we couldn't even get like two minutes into discussing the episode. We said the slandering. famous family.
1: Fuck John. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bobby's Let's a better say. dad. But Bobby is. Like, yeah. Bobby like his first Elena you pointed out before we started recording that like Bobby's the first line of this episode. And that's hi Sam. Hey Sam. And it's him calling to check in on how they're doing.
1: He's such a such a wholesome ass individual and he really cares for the boys. And wants the best for them in every way.
2: And what's nice too is that he isn't just that loving character with just the boys. You get this is one of the first times where you get to mm. see Bobby like interacting with somebody that's sort of outside their circle because we have oh my gosh, what's his name? Isaac and, Isaac. Isaac, Isaac, and Isaac and Tamara. Isaac. Isaac and uh Who are just impeccable characters and I Magic. may or may not be forever salty that this is the, the only does
1: she not come her. back she does
2: and I'm so sorry to tell you that but I have to mention it because it just
1: Lost she
2: characters. was right there and she was so good and such they potential. set her up with such potential and then
1: they just, do that to black women a lot in the show
2: they do. It's
0: cra- it's really crappy. Yeah. It's really crappy. It's terrible. Um, Because Supernatural is terrible to women in general, especially in these yeah. early seasons. And then if you're a woman of color, particularly, it's Absolutely. like worse. You get one episode, even if you're a really phenomenal character and a character with like a lot of potential in depth, like Tamara or Cassie or Missouri.
2: <laughs> like, Don't get me started on Missouri because we will be here for way longer than <laughs> either of our internet connections can handle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I think that is like an interesting point that you make because this is, I mean, we've seen little bits of like the hunter networks as kind of these like extended families of hunters. But A, one thing I noticed is this like, this is I think one of the first times that we meet like a couple that hunt together.
2: Yes. Um, It's very important. Like, that's, I think, really pivotal for mm -hmm. Sam and Dean to see. And especially that line where Isaac's like the family that slays together and Sam's just like, I hear that. And you can just see, (laughs) like, Sam doesn't get to have a lot of joy, but you can tell that he hears that line and he's just like, somebody gets it. (laughs) It's kind of redemptive. Like, he's spent
0: the first two seasons being like, well, I guess I'm not going to have a family because every time I get close to someone and they're not in the hunting life, they die, or they're a monster, like, or they're like one of the, of the monsters with the hunt and they die. Like he's had really bad luck with that. He either yeah. has to leave, they die, or they're, you know, a werewolf is currently his three love interests so far in the show. <sighs> so like, you know, him to get to see that there's this couple and yes, they like story is marked with tragedy but they're also, they care about They're each an other. important
1: symbol for him and his life.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's worth seeing at least.
2: Especially through this theme family. I think too, what you were saying, Abigail, just that it's really nice to have this be this particular season's opening discussion, just because so much of seasons one and two was just getting us to meet Sam and Dean and getting us to fall in love with them. And I feel like season three onward is where you start to get, these really deeply profound messages of family beyond people that you're related Mm -hmm. to and that's like a through line of the whole show that really it feels like it starts here
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i agree i agree establishing bobby as one of the key members is essential that,
2: and he
0: is the skilled and experienced hunter in this scenario he's the one that figures out the case like they let him take the lead on this case like when bobby says this is what we're doing they listen yeah both sam and dean and Tamara also listen yeah they're establishing that like the the repercussions of what happened at the end of season two are going to be handled by them as a family unit
1: agreed and and not necessarily just them but not not just the Winchester family and their surrounding but like the whole Hunter extended family is because yeah. everybody's they they give them I think Isaac and Tamara give him a little shit at the beginning like you guys are the ones that caused this problem and he's like yeah, yeah. I know but we're trying <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so we're going to come back to that when we get to like lore and stuff later. But I have questions about how they know, like, they didn't open the gate. They literally didn't open the gate.
1: That's true. It's Jake. Jake opened the gate.
0: Oh, shit. Legitimately, this is not on them. I don't know why they're taking all
2: responsibility for it. They They happen to be at the middle of it, but like, Jake opens the gate. That's a plot hole that I never noticed until being today years old.
0: I'm sure, it's a plot hole. I think it's just a really interesting look at their perspective on the situation, how they're taking responsibility for it, even though like, this is all the demons. This is all the demons doing. Like this is, he yeah. just got what he wanted. He just kind of wins in this scenario despite being dead. But like, they are still convinced that because they're at the center of it, that it's their responsibility,
2: even though it's But not. I mean, more so referring to the fact that how- how? Yeah, do how did they, I don't know Isaac, how they know no, because the only people that were present are Bobby and Ellen yeah Bobby and Ellen and, and that's it and Jake and Jake is dead so it's like there's literally no one else who could have told them like how did they and like everyone at the,
0: even if something had gotten through like nobody survived at the roadhouse that's true too so if the demon had told any like if anything had been tied to the Winchesters unless it's just like one of those things what where like if- rumors spread yeah we're like because i feel like they were there they were there so it must
1: be there i think i think it's the demons all the demons that got out saw them as they left and they know the winchesters they know john and they know how shitty they he is so they fucking hate him
0: and john was in hell
1: yeah because he was there
0: they're going they all came
1: out so whenever all these hunters are coming across all these demons they're being like Whoa, where the fuck did you come from? They're like, Oh, you can thank the Winchesters.
2: John Winchester's sons open yeah. the gate.
1: Yeah. Yep. They're blaming. That's them.
2: a really good point.
0: Oh, uh, I actually like that. And that also is interesting. Another angle on family because like the demons have this sort of like, you know, is it a family? Is it a workplace? But
2: especially the seven. Yeah. They have this like family element of like we stick it's together, really, we're working yeah. together. It's a very interesting dynamic that we don't often see with demons. And I really like how it's articulated this episode. it was a
1: lot more threatening than demons have been in the past you know demons have been oh that's like a, a strong person you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this one was like oh this is like seven of them and they're all really intense and have re- okay okay hold up and
2: like it's it can- real real biblical because they're like you know mm-hmm. i am we are legion for we are many and i'm just like yo that's literally straight out the bible
0: yeah multiple bible quotes also they have the ability not just to like wreak havoc when they're possessing someone like through their own self, but they also like can just like touch someone and and affect, they have like different powers than we've seen demons have.
1: So cool.
2: So that actually brings me to a really good segue about the different deadly sins and how they affect each of the Winchesters. Cause I know Abigail, you had a really interesting theory about this.
0: Maybe not so much a theory, but like, I think it's really interesting who goes after who when they get into the house, because the demons kind of all scatter and we get two scenes. We get a scene of with Dean and lust, and we get a scene of Sam and pride. And I thought like Ooh. that parallel in terms of like what we know about these characters and what we know about the end of season two, how they're being personified and like expressed.
1: Who goes after Bobby?
2: There's like three or four of them that are kind okay. of all there. I, okay. The one that stands out though is um, uh, fan for fan. negative reasons. Uh, oh. The gluttony one because he makes the whole you know fat and stupid. Mm-hmm. There's no way to go through life, and I'm like, oh, Bobby. which is a movie quote. Which is
0: also a movie quote. He's quoting a movie.
2: Oh, oh, right. not I that, that that
0: makes it okay but that is that is it it is a quote uh, I don't remember from what movie I made a note about it though okay okay we'll come back to it when we talk about pop culture which is why I didn't really want it I didn't really take that one into account as much in terms of significance because I don't think they're doing the same mirroring with that demon and Bobby that they are doing between Sam and mm-hmm. Dean and those two demons because the, yeah what you started to say Noah I think you were going to say something about family dynamics
1: um yeah it's just interesting seeing that lust goes after Dean pride goes after sam with their their family dynamics as dean being the older brother he's sam is is kind of not the typically not the typical pride and joy of the family that's typically the oldest sibling you know the second is kind of the first one ignored Um, not
2: in the winchester family
1: not not winchester family
2: but in sam's experience
0: like sam Sam has struggled with a little bit of a, like, superiority complex sometimes in terms of his own intelligence in the first few seasons, in the first couple yeah. of seasons. Because he, he his dad this...
1: puts such a pressure on ignoring his intelligence. And exactly. Not, not using it to its fullest potential.
0: Exactly. So he, so Sam responds by being like, well, you know, I got into Stanford and, like, I actually care about
1: people and things and Empathize and
0: Sam is really, really smart. And we're not saying that like being proud of your accomplishments is like a negative thing. But no. I think it's interesting because Sam has this combination of like this sort of righteous rage and this self-righteous rage and he's kind of always walking the line between yeah. those two types of rage and like and it pride actually, plays right into that.
2: And it actually does play out that superiority complex you're talking about does play out in this episode when they're in uh, the thrift store. And he goes up to Dean and he's like, you know, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're just flirting. And then Dean is the one that points out the cameras and he goes, see, I'm working. And it's just this, this moment where, you know, he's sitting there assuming the worst of Dean and that Dean is only interested in flirting, but he's, he's still doing the job it's always yeah, doing the job they
0: function very differently in the way they interact with hunting but they're both really really skilled hunters but I think Sam occasionally he does he misinterprets that and goes for and goes for like a, it's a bit of a superiority thing and I think pride na- like like narrows a in really on that good
1: point whispering in his ear
0: yeah and kind of going you know like this is going to have a way bigger effect on you to be attacked by this particular demon that's representing all of these things, especially after what's happened at the end of season two, you know, he almost was the, he was, he did end up being the last man standing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, okay, okay, okay. But also with this, this is the first, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we get this phrase. This is the first time the demon, like the pride says, you know, Sam Winchester, the boy King, like mm. he gives him a couple of, names yeah and it's,
1: prodigy was
0: prodigy yeah yep. prodi- and it's so interesting because even now even though that demon is now dead the rest of the demons knows there's something about sam that is
2: special very powerful and
0: sam knows that they know it maybe that this this didn't end with the demon dying
1: but on the flip side of pride going after sam lust thinking that dean is the best target is fascinating because he puts off such a flirty presence to everybody as mm-hmm. Sam gets frustrated by, but he's always working underneath that. So he can, he's gotten to the point where he can be so detached if he needs to be while having a good time, clearly. Cause Jensen Ackles is either, I mean, he's, he's putting a lot into it, you know, but he uses it to get her where he needs her. Because he probably knows that lust is going to go after her.
0: He can play, and he can play that role. Like, and it reminds me of like a couple of scenes in the first season. Like, it reminds me of him playing bait for the vampires in Dead Man's Blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where again, he's using this persona, this like flirtatious nature, this like smooth talking to. Mm-hmm play to his advantage as a hunter whether or not that's something we talked I think in a little bit in Dead Man's Blood about how much Dean is the bait and how that is Mm. a little maybe indicative of some parenting choices uh, (laughs) that we are not a fan of but I think it's interesting how Dean has like in this episode flipped that to his advantage and he's also like he gets he gets the upper hand Mm-hmm. and no this is no shade to sam because like sam says later on he's like there were four of them sam was not <laughs> yeah. winning yeah. that fight no but dean is dean manages to get the upper hand on lust in a way that no one else really does She's yeah. coming
1: either like, uh, uh, and she's one impressive. of the
0: two that
2: lives yeah and, bo- and the other one being the one that bobby Interesting thing to note that Bobby and Dean, the ones that came for them, both lived. But all, what was it, th- three or four of them? Sure. Three of them. Well, had I t- think t- it was three yeah. of them. Oh yeah, it's three
0: of them. Yeah, one is unaccounted on yeah. for.
2: Yeah, three of them Wait, all attacked them
0: Sam. No, it just like is they don't ex- oh, oh, they don't just okay. are not shown, but it okay, d- okay. yeah
1: exercised off screen. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: okay. But yeah, that. Which is also interesting when we're playing out the, like, I think about in the end of season two, the Sam fearing that he's a monster. Well, yeah. And, and the demon saying to, to Dean saying, you know, how sure are you that what you brought back was like a hundred percent pure Sam. Mm. There's still this, like, like we've, we haven't, we've kind of solved the
2: special tolerance arc, but like not really. We've also only just brushed the surface. Yeah, we Ooh. know that Sam has like literal demon blood. It's going to have ramifications
0: for later.
1: Surely, surely.
0: But yeah, interesting that that that's the two that survive are the other two hunters. Get the drop on gluttony and lust.
1: Speaking of, okay, Katie Cassidy showed up <laughs> as mysterious Cre- mysterious woman. Did she have a name? Did she say her name?
2: She she does not no. say her name.
1: Yeah, yeah, she doesn't say she it. Does not she say just her names. names. Um,
2: actually wait what else is she, she, is she in because i
1: um he's well, she's, arrow
2: She's is, an
0: arrow is, oh yeah she's real good she's real good i've only ever
2: seen her in this
1: they do a good build up of making her look like one of the demons because like oh it's a known actor so maybe she'll pop up as the main bad guy like they typically do and then she comes at that scene and then they don't acknowledge her at first but then once they notice her they're like oh wait wait hey you're not supposed to be here and then she kills him on it's like
0: oh look at that she's saving his ass yeah and then she says see you around what do you think of her
1: i i mean kicks ass (laughs) and does a better job of it than bobby even knew was possible
0: Uh, who do you think any ideas of who she is what she is why Why she why is she there
1: to protect them for so event. <laughs> um, when they, she really needs someone to do the ultimate backflip, and it has yet to happen in the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just to come bring a full circle to your prediction of the end of season two.
1: Yeah, so maybe that's what <laughs> she needs them for. She needs them both alive until they learn how to do a backflip. Solid theory. No, I, I, I. I honestly didn't know she was in the show. Um, I don't remember. There might be a scene that pops up later on and I'll be like, oh yeah. But I didn't I didn't remember her being a big character in the show at least, but I'm excited for it. And I'm nervous to see where it goes.
2: Mm-hmm. I just have to point out the note in this doc uh, that is all caps and it just says, why are demons so sleazy? Uh, the personification of demons
0: as real sleazy is continues in this episode um continues. it's my least favorite personification for demons i hate it uh, we've had that we had with meg like every time we've had meg yeah uh, we have it with the yellow-eyed demon a little bit not as much he's probably honestly the least we have it with yeah like so we're just getting this personification of demons as yes they are intelligent but mostly they're just creepy yeah,
2: yeah. they
1: don't use their intelligence in nice ways
2: no um yeah I'm like just, they're able to know like so much about in everyone around them but they just their tactics are always the same yeah they just are like oh maybe if i flirt with them they will do what i would <laughs> if like I flirt but in a creepy
0: assaulty way like, <laughs> yeah. i'm tired of it give me more interesting demon interactions Please. Thank you. Amen. And thank you. More interesting politics of demons because I think that stuff is interesting. These politics all just demons crawled out of fascinating. hell. Yeah. And these yeah. All, have all just crawled out of hell. They've been in hell since the Middle Ages.
1: Which is also, okay, we're going to go back to that more. Never mind. I thought oh, that
0: was really cool. um, Okay, I'm going to make one note. Th- so go, go for it.
1: I thought it was really interesting that they mentioned at the beginning that it's only been like five days since. Um, the the gate opened and all that yeah. by the end of it it's been another week but um, five days is not that long <laughs> It's like just a few days ago and they're trying to go find all these demons right now and I mean they find seven pretty fast but there's still like 200 left
0: so yeah also, it's oh go ahead it's also like a really interesting example of like raising the stakes because it's almost, like, yes, a lot happens in this episode, but it's also a little bit of a lull where we just don't know the ramifications of opening the Devil's Gate. We know there yeah. are a lot of demons out, but we don't really know how bad that means things are. Yeah, Like, yeah. obviously, big bad guy, they've let big bad
2: guys out, but, like...
0: Yeah.
1: How but many like, people are they hurting?
2: Like, are did the big bad them? guys make it all the way to, like, Africa and Asia, or are they just local? Do they also, do <laughs> they have a plan Or are they just gonna wreak havoc? Like, does this
0: mean you have a lot more to deal with? Or does this mean, you know, cause 'cause the demon had said that he wanted to raise an army. So Mm -hmm. like what, but he's now dead. So is that still happening? What's, what is happening? Like it's, and they're doing a really good job in this episode of like raising those stakes where everything feels a little bit like, okay, we managed to stop these seven but like they tease it can we really win well
2: at the end because yeah. they're when you know he asks bobby he's like do you think we can win this war and bobby doesn't answer him which that first doesn't. of all good on bobby for actually being honest with the boys yes like that would have been a moment where john was like well, we're gonna do it no matter what we're gonna do even if it means we're gonna die and like, <laughs> which bobby might have been true pull- but real depressing <laughs> yeah but yeah. bobby's just i'll catch you on the next one and it's just Wow.
0: also bobby is like committing to being there he's yeah. going i'll keep We you keep in touch i'll keep in touch let's yeah. communicate let's something be. john does not do no john fucks off whenever yeah. there's something going on and is like yeah maybe i'll call you maybe i won't
1: and i probably, won't.
0: <laughs> I probably yeah. won't bobby well like one of my notes was that like bobby knows the damn stakes Yes. and does not mess around with them he refused no, also bobby refuses to be like reckless and suicidal in the way that he hunts like bobby unlike john and unlike dean in this episode because dean also has some moments of being like recklessly suicidal yep. um bobby refuses to do that bobby is going for longevity as a hunter not like
2: yeah self-sacrifice which is i really really appreciate and it's something that i think the boys really Desperately need, like (laughs) that's an influence that (laughs) that they just like the amount of therapy that they get for free from Bobby. He really honestly,
1: he is probably breaking down so many walls for them,
2: and he just keeps doing it. They trust him.
0: They communicate with him, and like they listen to him. Like when when Dean's like, "Yeah, I'll go and take them all on. I'll give by you some time," and they're like, "Bobby's like that." You will literally be dead. That's stupid. We're not doing that. He listens. Like he, there's other times when he like doesn't listen. If it was Sam, he maybe he wouldn't have listened. But like he listens to Bobby.
2: Bobby's his dad.
1: Mm -hmm. My feelings feels feels better than John. Mm
2: -hmm. This is just entirely a one-off note that has mostly nothing to do with everything. But it's just something funny I noticed about this episode. I don't know why, but I feel like in this show all the bad things happen in illinois like <laughs> just like this that is a, actually true now we that I'm have, thinking about it, because this is a, this isn't really a spoiler noah but a fact about the season four season four's premiere also takes place in illinois and Ooh. crazy shit goes down and so i don't know i just thought <laughs> and when it showed it on the screen that it was like outside of you know like the suburbs of chicago i was just like Damn, what did Illinois do to piss off Eric Kripke? Because he just. <laughs> that's where he grew up. That's a lot of stuff. I don't know. So I just, that's just my funny one off aside that <laughs> I had about just bad things happening like, in Illinois. Is, it's not a good state for them. It's yeah. Just I just, not. they, yeah, they need to avoid those borders.
1: When Sam calls Dean out for doing the same thing that John did for Dean, and.
2: Yes. He
1: says it's so selfish of you. And dean responds with uh after everything i've done for this family i feel like i'm entitled to be is gorgeous gorgeous acting by um jensen does so good um
2: it's a beautiful moment and jensen does this a lot with dean and it's just such a good character trait of his this consistency with like dean owns all of his shit like, he knows. Yeah. He's not his, usually
0: great at that, but in this episode, he really is.
2: Yeah, he's just, he's very much, like, I am just, I, like, he- oh,
1: Cards on the table.
2: Yeah, cards he's on very- the table. Exactly. He's in rare form, this episode. Yeah,
0: he answers, like, Sam doesn't, like, Sam- sometimes doesn't realize that how honest he's being in his answers. And he's being very, like, blasé about him. You know, like, Bobby says, why are you eating burgers in the morning? And he goes, you know, so my soul, you're to live. Eat sweat and the cholesterol. Like, he's turning all of his truth into jokes to yep, protect to the cope. feelings of his family and to protect his own feelings and his own, like, fear. It's giving Chandler from Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> like disguise maybe everything I... with a quip. <laughs> yeah, and he, like, literally, this whole episode is him disguising his feelings, like cuz we know he's he's got feelings about it but none of them come through in this episode until like at the very end and even then it's mostly him just being like he's owning it he's going yeah i know it's selfish i think i've earned that and like i couldn't let you die he it's the most honest that he's been with Sam doesn't
1: regret Amber. it for a second
0: yeah no, he says like, it with such conviction like
2: okay. i couldn't live without you
0: and he knows that that's about him he knows that that's mm-hmm. about his own trauma he knows that it's coming from his own experience with john he knows that he knows that the connection is there um
2: well because as it stands up to this point in the series sam has never had to lose dean not like not really he he's never like dean has never died on him well and i he, mean so faith faith was twice. faith was pretty dicey yeah but he but he hasn't actually lost his brother that's true but At the end of season two, Dean actually loses Sam.
0: And before he
2: goes and makes that deal, he was having to reckon with the possibility of this being unfixable. And the fact that he had let his brother down and his brother was dead. Like he's... After coming off of that and the fact that Sam is alive again, I think he's very much, because it's still so close to when the event happened, he's very much just in like, I'm just glad my brother's alive. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. Like, because yeah. he knows what a dark place he was in before he made that deal.
0: And it's like a 180 flip from from last episode. It's, he is, yeah. and, and he even says like what he's doing. He's like, yeah, I've got a year to live. I am going to make the most of it. He says that twice in this episode. And basically he's just like hitting on everything that moves, but he's also talking about the fact that he's going to die a lot. He's it's always a joke, but he talks about it a lot. Yeah. But when he (laughs) says
1: he's making the most of it, he says it twice. The first time he's talking about living life up, eating the burgers, making out with some hot people. And, but the second time he's talking about hanging out with Sam and spending time doing the family business hunting. Yeah.
0: And he's talking about being relieved too, where he's going, I don't have, you you know, hunting and their whole family lives have been like this endless experience of risk of not knowing if tomorrow's hunt is the one that's going to get you killed. And he's like, Mm now it doesn't matter. He's like, now it doesn't matter. He's like, hopefully I live out my year, but if I don't, like it doesn't, it ultimately doesn't matter. I'm dying anyway. And, and it's, it's, that's fueling his, like, I think that's fueling both his honesty and his like recklessness. We're going to see this whole season, his kind of processing of like the repercussions of having to live for a year with this demon deal hanging mm-hmm. over him. But in this episode, it's coming out in humor and and sort of like a devil may care attitude, which is
2: just really interesting. Well, and a parallel that I noticed just as you were talking about that whole, when he says, you know, Sam, I'm tired. The first time we hear him say that is... I'm pretty sure in is it in faith? If not faith, He's like definitely. Yeah, if not faith, he definitely mentions it in Croatoan. Uh, in it's, it's Cro, two. yeah, Croatoan. They have Cro- a whole conversation about him being
0: like, I'm tired of this job and this life
2: and that's the part that really gets me about going back to these early seasons because like seeing season two Dean say I'm tired Sam and And then knowing this poor boy's got 13 more years of show to live uh, through it's just brutal you're gonna cry
1: so much more bud
2: yeah I'm like this is yeah it's like that moment from Avatar when Zuko's just like that's rough buddy (laughs) (laughs) that's rough buddy (laughs) yeah
0: I want. I think we should also talk about that scene from Sam's perspective, because all episodes Sam is like on Dean's case. He's like, I'm doing research to try and figure More out how to do is how so to depressed. You. He's like, Why aren't you taking any of this seriously, Dean? Like, why are you? Why are you just like off and like hooking up with anything that moves? What is going on? Why are you? Why don't you care about the fact that you're going to literally die? He's like, like the weight of you know, Dean has carried the weight of like protecting Sam for so long. And now in some ways that job is done for Dean. Like, yes, he still wants to protect Sam in this year that he's got left, but ultimately he's like, my job, that responsibility is not weighing on him the same right now, No, but it is weighing on Sam for the first time ever aside from in faith and in 201 but those were both very brief instances whereas now like the weight of dean's fate and like not just like his life or death but also like his destiny in hell is weighing on sam
2: yeah because i'm sure sam would feel very differently if dean were to just die on a hunt and he could know that like you know oh well dean's in a better place or whatever the fuck but he doesn't know that as of this point he knows that if his brother dies at any point in the next year, like if he dies before it, or if he dies because of it, he's going to go to hell yeah. and he yep. doesn't want that for Where their
0: dad was and where it's horrible, you know, like it, Sam is like super burdened by that. And Dean is like, doesn't, Dean is not appearing to give a shit. Um, it's the return of angry Sam, you get a lot of angry Sam in the scenes, but it doesn't have yeah. quite the same fire as other times. It's sadder this it's sad time. it's sad, yeah, he's a, it's a little more, yeah, it's sadder.
1: He feels cheated. for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. He's, he calls Dean a hypocrite, and I think it's because he he's <laughs> feeling like, again, the control over his own life has been sort of wrenched from him. Yeah. yeah. And it's the only thing the only like really stable thing in his life is now like called into question yeah and is like well and is and is unless they find a way out the only stable thing in his life is going to be pulled out from under him in yeah. the air
2: well that's i think it's also important that we do get this is the first time we're being tells sam that there is no way out of this deal uh he doesn't say that to him in the previous episode i think because it's so so fresh and so new and everything just happened like they had a lot of other shit to worry about at the time (laughs) but you know Dean finally saying that to him like I don't want a way out of this deal because if there's a way out it's going to kill you and I won't allow that to happen
0: and it's season two he had the the secret from John that he held for like half the season without telling Sam whereas this yeah. time he's telling Sam right away because Sam's at risk if he doesn't and he's like I don't want you to go off and like find some way out of this
2: yeah it's <laughs> like Sam knowing. goes off on his own finds some cure and then the next thing he knows he doesn't hear from Sam for several days because his brother has dropped dead because he found a way out yeah it's yeah it's a lot it's a lot this episode
0: it's a lot Maybe one last thought about family as we're going, going forward into the rest of this season, like this is another challenge to their, their family is now at the beginning of season two, the question was this mystery about Sam's identity and the grieving of their family unit changing. And this season is like starting with their family unit changing
1: stronger.
0: Yeah. But like, it's not happening yet. There's like, there's time. Just, it's just time. They know what's going to happen, but it's just time.
2: Yeah, it really, this episode does a very good job of setting the stage for what the arc is going to be of the season. Like that's one of the reasons I think I enjoy season three so much is because it is such a solidly constructed arc. And you, you go into the season knowing what the problem of the season is going to be. And mm-hmm. you get a resolution to that by the end of it, a very definite resolution to it. And so it's just done really well. But I think it all ties back into how this season overall is so much about family.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Honestly, it could have been the name of the show.
2: It, <laughs> you're not wrong.
1: It's a perfect segue to move into our going meta section. We're going to be tracking lore, the Bechdel test, pop culture, and more. We'll start with the Bechdel test.
2: Listen. So here's what happens. (laughs)
0: Anytime we have to update the Bechdel test and we have to say, listen, never ending well.
2: So Mm -hmm. on a technicality, (laughs) we we do not pass. Uh, Only because the two women that speak, they don't speak about a man. But they are both unnamed.
1: They're both um, unnamed.
2: So, but they do have a conversation. And the conversation they have is about shoes. But the and thing is, they have the conversation because a man comes up and touches her, man, her yeah, and propels her to kill another woman over a pair of shoes. Yeah, so that's it really, not really a, doesn't pass. A, in no. the basement. It's really, it's,
0: it's not even like if they were named, it would technically pass.
2: But it would be missing the spirit of the thing exactly. Exactly. And so it does not pass. But it it tried. But it's it's like the personification of that meme where it's like a really badly drawn gold star, and it says in Comic Sans, "You tried." Mm. Like that's that's how <laughs> that's how well it passes. Except that speed. I don't feel like
1: they
0: did. They didn't they try. Tried.
2: No, that's no. why it's written in Comic Sans because it's not real. Um, <laughs> yeah. They. But, yeah i was Um, really disappointed because like for a hot second i was like oh my god like look there's two women and they're talking to each other and then i was like god damn it the topic and the reason for it are terrible and one of them proceeds to die and then the other one proceeds to get
0: no other screen time like we don't even get a conversation (laughs) we don't get a conversation we get like they they talk about like dean dean obviously goes and has a conversation with her and then tells sam and bobby about it but they don't actually show that the only other like like and Tamara, and then the unnamed character that saved Sam, those are both fantastic female characters.
2: Yeah, they but don't they interact. don't get a chance to act interact with each other or with other no. And
0: we're, yeah, we're, so that's Bechdel Test. So get this. I was looking into the lore.
1: What'd you find? What'd you find when you looked into the lore?
0: First up,
2: we have a knife that can kill demons. Ah! its introduction is so awesome
1: honestly so great not only because of how it's used and how quickly it puts them down but the fact that bobby had no idea that it was even a possibility is is what really makes it most impressive
0: well yeah because there are there, there were multiple shit. Well, exactly. There was have been multiple times with John where John didn't know something, but you're like, you routinely don't know important things. Or is with Bobby, like Bobby (laughs) routinely, Bobby general, Bobby has done his research, and like his Bobby's expertise is his research. Like Bobby, like every time, almost every time we've seen Bobby, his primary role has not been the like hands on fighting. It's been the research,
1: and he kills it at that. He, He 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 goes above and beyond in every single way.
0: Yeah, even in this episode, he does the exercising, which like- Yeah,
1: all night. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, man, you couldn't- I don't also like, most other, I don't know. Sam also knows how to do exorcisms. Actually, pretty sure so does Dean at this point. Why did Bobby do them all by himself? Also, <laughs> it didn't hesitate. It never takes that long. Like, how, I, long exor- how long was he How long was he exercising? I'm confused about that. What were you going to say, though, now, about, about Bobby? You were going to say well, something about Because is pretty quick everyone we've seen in the show so far has been quick so it doesn't really make a lot of sense that suddenly it took all night maybe he's just referring to the fact that it was like exhausting this battle kind of was all maybe the battle yeah. was all night and it just you know between they that and the graves up.
2: jet dragging the graves out to somewhere they can bury that I, I don't know mm.
1: that's a whole lot that's a whole lot of effort to put in
2: making sure that the two people that didn't die got to the hospital to get checked out where he jokes that they're gonna have years of therapy to go to yeah yes
1: when when bobby um and D- dean make contact after the werewolf incident in heart um and he says something along the lines of i could have told you that uh, erasing the bloodline wouldn't have worked like something along that like he knows what he's talking about Bobby's Bobby's got precedent for knowing a lot of supernatural knowledge so if he doesn't even know that there's a type of metal out there that can kill demons then that's some shit that's impressive
0: and needs
1: to be explored
0: the other thing we see that's new is the wooden spikes that Isaac and Tamara use which is um, holy wood from Peru so they say it's toxic like holy water and
2: basically, it's you know you can stab a demon and hold him down while you're exercising them.
0: It's not
1: such a cool concept.
2: Very cool, and it's honestly, not... could go in the lost cannon jar because I don't think they ever mention Palo Santo <sighs> ever again.
0: No, that's true. They do not. Um, which that's is tragic. Yeah, they usually I think they just sort of decide that they're going to use like holy water instead, but yeah. like without <laughs> like. But it seems like there are situations where um, a,
2: a stake would
1: or an be- arrow.
2: Well, it would come in clutch if you don't have a devil strap because you just stake them to the wall and they can't. An, an arrow would be fantastic.
0: I'm thinking about like in Dead Man's Blood when they use the crossbows dipped in Dead Man's Blood to yeah, yeah. like stun vampires, like something like that, but for demons?
1: Yeah bring yeah. back the
0: crossbows I honestly the fact that they use crossbows like one time it's like a real big yeah. thing and then they're so fucking so cool. they're my favorite freaking weapon oh, that so was cool. a lost canon. that was lost cannon they're like Sam and Dean know how to use crossbows but we'll never mention it again
1: yep <laughs> I really love um when they do the devil's trap in the the trunk of the car yeah. <laughs> such, a, and such the
2: a demon just screams such like, a bad no! bitch
1: move just oh yeah boom you think That's- you can't get
0: becoming gonna become a a, just a thing that's not lost can that's just lore now oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. there are
2: many more we could have an entire counter for times (laughs) demons are in the trunk and it would it would have a lot of entries
1: hell yeah (laughs) um anything else for lore check for
2: this episode
0: i mean seven deadly sins are obviously more powerful than kind of your average demon it kind of goes along with what we've learned about demons that there seems to be different ranks different abilities depending on their status I appreciated their...
2: how spooky they were though yeah, because like scary. especially as we get into later seasons like some of the the fear factor wears off a little bit and it just becomes more normal but that i remember when i watched that for the first time i was like yo well, I do not. These demons are fucking scary. Well,
0: especially since like up to this point until we get this knife, like we don't, they don't have a way of killing demons. They only exercise them. So it's like, you yeah. know, demons are pretty scary. And these demons are interesting too because they're really specific. Like they're not only are they just like demons, but they're also like have these very specific, you know, the character traits of envy and gluttony and lust and pride, which gives them, seems to give them specific abilities that are, yeah, they're scary. Um, I do want to say one thing because I can't not say it with this episode, this episode does contain my, one of my least favorite moments in the entire show, Oh, Uh, and that is, like, one of my, one of the ones, like, from a physical, that I I have a physical visceral reaction to, and I just can't watch, like, I cannot watch it, I had to, like, I watched this episode twice before recording, and I had to skip over it, because I was like, I can't, I just, I wonder if it's the same it's, thing that I have. It's the bleach scene. Yeah. Um, yep. The bleach scene is, I find it incredibly hard to watch. I don't know why it's there. I don't know why it's as graphic as it is. It's also just because it's a, also it's a, it's a black character and it's so unnecessary. Yeah. It's, prob- it's such a problem.
1: It's It's. Oh,
0: and it's so pleasant. long. It's
2: such a yeah. long scene. Like, they really they, draw it out absolutely unnecessary. way too
0: way too long. like and they
2: have major characters that are killed off with like less fanfare with a flick than, of the wrist
0: yeah mm-hmm. it's like that's a gratuitous total. it's a gratuitous death yeah and i we didn't need it to it, show
1: it establishes you know. the the seven deadly sins as scary and really like traumatizing like and the fact that they laugh yeah is they're a really
2: fucking scary it's really fucking scary. But it's one of the worst scenes yeah i achieved. actually agree with you and i remember thinking that as i was watching it i was like this is like top i worst favorite worst like moments in the show i
0: realized one of the reasons i don't rewatch this episode and i haven't seen this episode as much as i've seen other series like season premieres is because of that scene
2: i have yeah, not
0: seen this episode because of that scene and yeah
2: okay. it's abysmal yeah.
0: Yeah, so I just needed to say that. Cause- Absolutely. Glad you did, because yeah. I <laughs> felt that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's lore. That's kind of all the...
1: Lore, knocked out. Moving yeah. on to Lost Cannon Jar. We kind of mentioned a few things that, that went into this.
0: So the only thing here, obviously the Holy Wood, but also like the book that Bobby refers to where that's connected to the seven deadly sins where he learns about them. Um, Each in that book, each of the seven deadly sins are actually associated with um, individual like demons. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of those demons that they're associated with are Lucifer, uh, Asmodeus, Leviathan, Mammon, Beelzebub, Satan, and Belphegor.
2: which is just really interesting
0: um and is lost canon in the sense that there are a couple of these at least a couple of these I'm not going to say which ones for Noah's sake but there are a couple of these that I just listed that are actually going to show up as characters later so it's not specifically lost canon but I did think it was interesting I did get that information originally from one of the supernatural wikis
2: I did not know that that was the names of yeah. all of them, and looking at that, that is a, a grab bag of later season villains, yeah, if I've ever seen it. A, it's, a it's
0: an interesting point there that I, I wanted I thought them. was kind of fun.
2: Interesting,
1: interesting. Good to know that they'll never make note of it.
0: Yeah, it's Damn, lost canon in the tragic. sense that they're like, Ooh, these seven deadly sins are just gone. They're just gone. And they took care of them. So we have a lot of pop culture references oh my God. for this episode. I looked it up. I went and looked it up because I look at the wikis so that I don't miss ones that I didn't notice during the episode. And I came up with like an entire page and a half full of references. So we're not going to go over them all. We're just going to kind of go over some of our favorites. <laughs> it's um, funny because usually pop culture heavy episodes are also quite funny episodes. And this episode is not funny. It's just ooh. very pop culture heavy.
2: Honestly. i have to point out that you noted apparently jim beaver was in the original dallas show which i never knew until huh. just now i didn't I either
0: was... that's a that's a supernatural wiki fact of the day
1: that's impressive that's impressive um i really liked the i love you i know be an yeah. saddle, Star Wars. Yeah. Isaac and
0: we didn't talk very much about isaac and tamara ex- because relationship. they were
1: tragically under underappreciated yeah in the show. yeah
0: but they are i love their their connection and yeah the fact that they use that reference so about cute. their relationship lends more like sadness and sorrow to the fact that what happens to them
2: yeah it breaks my heart every fucking time
0: there and and also like isaac makes a scooby-doo reference <laughs> yeah yeah there we, we go we got another well one others.
1: oh good the the what's in the box
2: (laughs) that sends me every time because i'm like dean sweetie time and place
1: he Um, does so good at it too
2: half of these things are dean making inappropriate references
0: at inappropriate times or also the simpsons reference that sam makes um um when Bobby asks where's your brother and Sam says polling the electorate I (laughs) mostly appreciate it because of Jared's delivery of that line it's so annoyed it's so annoyed
1: so (laughs) frustrated he's so done with it he's like
0: he's like we've been here for he's like it's been five days and like this is all Dean wants to do just like he's just hooking up with people it's
2: what's funny is I actually didn't know that reference but it always has made me laugh and so now it's even like I feel like I'm going to enjoy that line even more now, knowing it's from the Simpsons.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sam, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pop culture reference from Sam as well, which we don't get, we get some, but we don't get as many at. We get more like history references and like news related references from Sam. Whereas this one's just like a Simpsons. This is a TV reference from him.
1: One thing I thought was interesting, we're talking pop culture. The Seven Deadly Sins, They were they've been in hell since... The middle ages right mm-hmm. that's what they established and they just got out five days ago yeah and then this motherfucker makes a shining reference
2: that's he's i noticed that too but i i was able to excuse it away because when a demon possesses you they typically tend oh, to okay. like they absorb root around all in your there. info okay yeah but they're that did amazing. bother
0: me as I was watching, I was like, I, was like okay. I, I would have liked for them to have played into that more. The fact that they're from the middle ages, like, like, like what if they had, you know, they haven't been out for very long. What if they were just a little bit off, just a little yeah. bit off. Like, like they're kind of making correct, you know, they're making references, but they're not quite right. Or they're, yeah. it would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. It would have been funny to have demons that are like, oh.
1: Out of time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <sighs> yeah exactly. A missed opportunity to be humorous in this episode no
1: nope, they went heavy
0: there are two biblical references elena you mentioned them earlier um one of them is yeah the, about the i am legion for we are many which is a reference specifically to like demons in the bible um but the other one's really interesting because it's it's like envy speaking to sam and dean um, and or actually sorry specifically yeah speaking to sam and dean and tamara and bobby and specifically addressing dean and tamara and says which one of you can cast the first stone which is from a story about jesus defending a woman being accused from adultery yeah. um and he you know asking her accusers who can who you know he who's without sin can cast the first stone and envy uses that to be like who are you to judge us for our actions? You know, Dean, you're a walking billboard of gluttony and lust. And then for Tamarice, says, you know, all that wrath. It's really, it's interesting.
2: I don't have anything to say about it. It's just
0: interesting. It's an interesting and I think pretty effective use of like a
2: biblical reference. A very well-placed reference, yeah.
1: Well done, Kripke.
0: Kripke's uh, religious like references are going to start getting more regular and I think they are going to have They really settle that's on the under, religion. That's so. an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm trying to not spoil things for now. I'm that's, trying to gently hint
2: at things. You have so much more restraint than I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's just because I want to be here when Noah's like, be honest. <laughs> that's
2: what's happening. Yeah. Oh, it's going to, oh, I can't wait to experience you experiencing it.
1: I'm so excited. It's going to be so great but as far as pop culture goes i think that was most of them
0: yeah yeah it's all the the ones we wanted i have
2: so many things to say about gaydar
0: okay so that's a great segue so gaydar and so in this section we talk about sexuality we talk about gender we also talked about relationship dynamics this is not specifically just a these are moments where we're seeing gay character like queer characters or queer um coding or queer baiting. This is also just our opportunity to talk about-
2: a dynamics. Few, yeah, a
0: wide variety of like gender and sexuality dynamics and how they're playing out in the show. This is our opportunity also, like we are called Saving People Queering Things for a Reason. We're looking for queer narratives. And even when they're not explicit, we're looking for queer themes. So with that framing, wanted to
2: re-restate that as we're going into this new season. Absolutely. I have two points. Um, The first is a quicker one. The second one is probably going to be discussed a bit more. Uh, So the first one, I hate the fact that, you know, just two episodes ago, we had our first explicitly queer character, and then she immediately gets killed off. And then Mm -hmm. two episodes later, we have, you know, the personification of lust. And she happens to be a woman who is making comments about... How attractive she finds another woman. And I just, it does not sit well with me to have like the personification of demonic lust be like a woman being interested in another woman. And like you, you know, Isaac says to her, you know, like keep your filthy hands off her or whatever. And it just, it's, did we have to villainize queerness mm. so blatantly? Mm.
0: And, and, and like specifically feet, like, like specifically this is a female vessel um demons and gender we don't really know a lot about but it's a female vessel like which is the show which is a show choice to yeah demonize specifically queerness as it relates to female characters which is particularly egregious honestly it's gross and it's uncomfortable and it's it's not doing anything interesting in the way it's exploring lust it's
1: it's not bringing anything to the story. It's no.
0: not something we needed. I think it's really important that you pointed that out, Elena, because it is. We, especially in these early seasons, the way the show portrays any indication of queerness is negative.
1: They portray it as a negative in any sort of way. They've, they've had them be villains. They've had them be victims. They've mm-hmm. had them be not not the hero.
0: No, it's, yeah, well. it's- Largely predatory as well, specifically. And that's the example here, too. Like, it's seen as predatory, it's seen as threatening, it's seen as outside of the norm, and it's seen seen as like grounds for like jokes. Yeah. The only exception being Lily. And then Lily is. Lily has all her agency taken away in the narrative by being killed. And also, like, even in her narrative, she is like, she accidentally kills other people. So, like, the the picture they're painting about queerness is such a negative one in this first no
1: matter what there's harm caused to someone
0: yeah and it's usually and it's harm directly connected to
1: your queerness but it's not (laughs) it's it's not it's demons or it's vampires or shit that
0: yeah but it's it's sucky in terms of like the way they're representing it and the way they're drawing that
1: narrative as far as gay dark goes they kind of put um a little they put they put a little bit of a slut shame sticker on dean this episode
0: just, just a, a little. little though and yeah. not even just not just by other character like by like other primary characters like sam and bobby
1: yeah sam bobby the lust demons dean himself by assuming that lust is going to come for him realizes that he's having a slutty phase and he's okay with that he's on board
2: he's in his thought era right now
1: <laughs> go off queen
0: yeah <laughs> he's having, he is having a great time like every every all the instances in this episode seem to be very consensual and yeah. like yeah you know let, let the man do what he so. wants
2: and let him enjoy himself i the way that the car like goes over a bump like right after the <laughs> sam being like can i gouge my eyes out please um but that actually reminds me of the other point that I was gonna make about Dean and lust that I thought was really interesting. So you kind of get this sense like from the way that their powers work in this episode, these demons, that like you know, if they touch you and like you know, they tell you to do something, then you you have to do it. Like Isaac chugs the bleach. you know, the woman kills the lady for the shoes. And so I love the way that Dean, seems to be falling victim to that because she touches his arm and he suddenly is like, oh, pretty lady, and they start kissing. But the fact that he was not under the spell, that he was able to brush that off and still be able to save the girl, Mm -hmm. to me is like, I want to know what, like, Eric Kripke, I just want to talk. I want to know the reason (laughs) because it doesn't get addressed that he doesn't. Why is he able to resist that? Yeah, and it just, I think that there's implications. I don't know what they are, but it's what I'd ask Eric (laughs) Kripke if I had a chance to get a drink with the band. Next is our episode mixtape. What do we
0: have to add for this first episode of season three
1: okay i've got infamous by the fame a lovely australian band who i've seen in concert many times they're phenomenal love them so much um but this song is it's it's gorgeous it's about being um infamous in that no matter what goes on in in the real world and life and how it moves on um as long as all of your your thoughts are all focused on how powerful you are you'll always be infamous because if you're here now with me together we can get through it no matter what nice powerful for for dean trying to help sam move on
2: for my mixtape offering i tend to like to pick my mixtape uh choices from like stuff that i'm currently listening to like what's what is on my recent playlist and for me the thing that I've listened to recently that totally just stands out as like being this episode is uh, Demons by Hayley Kyoko. That's just a really catchy song and it's got a very like, it was, it was used in an episode of Loki actually. Nice. And that was how, that was where I first heard it. It's probably just a popular song and they happen to use it, but that was where I first heard it and it's got some lyrics that I think could definitely lend themselves to being related to this episode and all of the demons that have broken loose.
0: I'm going to go with uh, Luck by American Authors. It has this line that goes, um, I am my own man, um, I make my own luck. And it's a very like upbeat sort of song. Um, I just think I'm choosing it based on vibes, honestly, this episode. So yeah, that's
2: my offering this week. Oh yeah. So to wrap up this week, we have our personal favorite, our blessings section. And I think that we have some really good candidates for it this week. Abigail, you want to start us off with your blessing? Yeah. So
0: my blessing is for Tamara. This episode is really tragic for her.
2: For, for an episode, we got the
0: first example of like Hunter, a hunter couple who work so well together, who seem so in sync, who seem like they've taken... A really tragic thing in their family and turned it into something where they are hunting to save other people is really beautiful and Tamara sees all this awful thing all these awful things happening to her one remaining family member in this episode and then at the end she mm-hmm. has she leaves on her own and it's really really you sad get and a like resolution she, to that and like you can only we can only hope that she found other people to be to be supports and family to her um but i wanted to bless her for for what happens next because we don't have an answer for that and i hope i hope that if she I hope that she feels like she could have called bobby if she needed it i hope that she had other people she could have gone to in her
2: grief and her loss
1: continuing hunt
2: yeah maybe Tamara is the one who found peace when she was done
0: I hope nobody so nobody else did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. So that's my blessing for, for Tamara this
1: week. Lovely. Lovely. I,
2: snaps to that.
1: I would love to bless Bobby because Bobby he did so good this episode. He he adopted two fully grown boys officially. Um he's he's been fostering for a while, but now he finally signed the papers and exercised all the demons while they slept. So that, that's as official as it gets in the hunting world.
2: Um, i can't tell you why the sentence you just said broke me at every level but abigail knows
1: it's it's
2: (laughs) (laughs) if you know you know
1: he needs more you'll know in
2: a couple years he Um, needs
1: the blessing because now he's responsible for these two these two jokers (laughs) oh my god
0: like like this seems (laughs) like a this seems like a real World job for Bobby.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like
0: they're they may be grown, they may be grown, but they are more work than most children.
1: <laughs> yeah, more work than most actual children for sure. <laughs> I would I just think he needs all the blessings he can get. And I'm so proud of him for everything he did this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's gonna do even the
2: empathy that he held on to. And the just the absolute heartbreak of after he like yells at Tamara. But then he still adds that last part where he's just like, I am sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. And I just to me, that part was Such so good... heartbreaking he is... because you could tell that he regrets yelling at her and he, yeah. he wishes. He's got that this compassion wasn't the for case. her. He's, yeah, he's
0: trying he's... to make sure no one else dies, but he is also able to still recognize that she deserves care in that moment and she deserves acknowledge- and she deserves even if like he can't offer care,
2: he can offer acknowledgement of her pain. That yeah. she's
1: going through some shit that's not and he
2: does it fun. so immediately after yes an action that is you know it's like he was he was right in what he was saying but the delivery was too harsh and he recognized that immediately yeah unlike certain really other exciting. parental figures in yeah. this mm-hmm. franchise but it's <clears> fine. fine we we started and ended with john hate so you know yeah. it's good. it I all came cool circle our it's a good episode in my book. Yeah, that is all we have for today. So if you have been riding along with us through season two, thank you so, so much. We are so happy that you're here. And if you're a new listener, we're excited to have you for season three. We've got a lot of shenanigans coming your way, everyone. That
0: we do. So you can make sure that you are subscribed to Saving People Queering Things wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have a blessing you would like to give to a character or a theme you'd love to see us explore, you can leave us an email or a voicemail at queeringthingspodcast.com.
1: You can also follow us on TikTok and Instagram where we're at queering things Pod, and on Twitter at queering underscore things. You can also chat with hosts and fellow listeners on our Discord server. Links to all of that are going to be in the show notes and on our website.
2: Be sure to ride along with us next week as we meet a kid with suspiciously deep like personality traits in Season 3, Episode 2, The Kids Are Alright, through the theme of vacation. Thank you all for coming along for the ride, and we wish
0: you a peaceful road until we meet again. <laughs>